Alright, alright. We are back. Hope everyone's well. Johnny, how are you? Good? Good. Good? Feeling good? Yeah. Feeling better? Yeah. Feeling good? Yeah. Uh, we have a real special guest. It's been a while. Yes. It's been a long while. Mr. Alex Canyon, how Ooh. you doing? Yes, great. Good? Hello. Good. Welcome. You look well, man. Thanks for having me, guys. Yeah, <laughs> no worries. No worries. Lovely to be back. How long has it been? It has been uh, seven years. Since the first one? No, since the second one. The second one, it's okay. It's been nine years oh, since the first episode, hasn't it? I think it's 2012? Yeah, 2012. Yeah. Epis- episode one of Mission Control, for people that don't know, was Alex Canyon and uh, Scott K yep, as well. That's right. Yeah. And then I came on again in 2014. And uh, yeah, so nothing's really happened in that time. <laughs> I've got nothing really. <laughs> and that's about it. Yeah. All right, Basically just sure. chilling out, you know. Chilling out? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Chilling oh. out, losing hair. Yes. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's beautiful. It's liberating, right? It is. Yeah. yeah, I, yeah. Can't, I can't stand ha- having hair. It's, you know, it's, I can put the beanie on mm-hmm. and then take it off and yeah. my head looks the same, mostly, <laughs> unless it's too tight. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Look like you're going to rob a museum or something, both of you, before. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. With the beanies. Yeah. The beanie yeah. brigade. Yeah. yeah mm-hmm. the, the beanie army. Not, yep. not the gothic army anymore. <laughs> <laughs> the gothic army. You were going to chime in or something? Um, I was just going to say, can you give me a brief of that first, first episode? Because I wasn't yeah. there. I, re- I, actually, oh, wow. I actually re-listened to it last week and I didn't think you were there and oh. I, I was like when's Johnny going to chime in maybe this is kind of like a shove him off to the side type scenario <laughs> no I think that there was something where you physically weren't there you were either working or down I'm south not, yeah, or I think I was up north working you doing something time, yeah. Yeah. yeah doing something yeah I love that I was on the first <laughs> episode <laughs> of your podcast and you weren't no I, I feel honoured that you were on the first one as well so it's where did we <laughs> actually rec- we recorded it at your place didn't we yeah Yep, yep. In, in Canning Vale. That, that was like the, fir- the I think that was 50 or so episodes was in yeah. my parents' place. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, that was before anyone, w- I, I, we didn't know what the fuck we were doing. I don't think podcasts were that big back then. Uh, I don't think. Very, very small amount very of people. Very small. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Real yeah. small amount of people. I would even say it's still quite small in Australia, but getting better. It's and picking a lot up. It is picking up. Picking yeah. up. A lot of, you know, a lot of people we know are starting podcasts. It's, um, yeah. Well, it's time to be alive. I was going to like name drop all of your bands, but there's a, there's a fuck ton of them, so I don't know <laughs> where to start. <laughs> so what, what are you doing now? Like, uh, you've got like two or three things on the go? Yeah, so Voyager is still very much a go. Um, and as far as bands go, that's the kind of only really original band that I'm kind of in at okay. the moment that's, that's doing stuff. Mm-hmm. And uh, I play in a duo with the with the drummer from Voyager, Ashley Dudecourt, the drummer from Will Stoke and the Embers, uh, the Floors, uh, what else? Loads of other things over the years. Pyromesh, he was in Pyromesh back in the day. Awesome drummer. Yeah. Amazing. Drummer. So me and him have a little uh, covers duo mm. called Flust and Paradise. Um, and yeah, we do, we do pubs uh, around the place for some coin, which is really good fun. And then I'm in another band called The Healies, uh, which is me and two brothers, mm-hmm. uh, Alan and Gavin Healy. And they've been playing covers for like 25 years. They've been doing gigs for like 25 years wow. around Perth Crazy. and Ireland and stuff. And uh, yeah, so we do, I kind of do the same venues with them as well and just kind of alternating weeks. That's cool. So loads of like, I'm racking up <clears throat> at this point, 
Lots of stage time, right? I was trying to figure it out. Like in in my life, I think I'm closing in on at at least 450 gigs, like I think ever. Um, It's a lot of gigs. Possibly more. Mm -hmm. Um, And it it always, I always thought, oh, I've easily done a thousand gigs. But, you know, a gig feels like there's a lot more. You always feel like you played more gigs. Is yeah. that a thing with big, you? Big time. Because I used to throw out numbers like, I played 50 hundreds, gigs. hundreds of gigs. And it's yeah, like, yeah. not really. It's probably like 30, 50, but it seems like hundreds, right? Yeah. 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 They're stretched out over yeah. a long, long period of time. Yeah. There's like, a lot of waiting. <clears throat> a lot of waiting. Well, I'm, I'm convinced yeah, you know. that I've played more gigs than I remember. So, yeah. There's some gigs <laughs> yeah. I just don't remember playing. Like How many gigs, gigs have you been to? Oh, oh shit. Oh, no. That's yeah, I, I couldn't count that one. It's unreal, isn't it? <laughs> and the, the thing is, I feel like I'm playing like every weekend and I mostly, I mostly am, but there are, you know, uh, like my buddy, Nathan Gaunt, who's been playing solo mm-hmm. for 20, 20 plus years. He, yeah. he amasses almost like 200 gigs a year. Crazy. Like every year for the last 15 years or something like that. It's just. Yeah. Nuts. I remember Nathan Gaunt. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. 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 Especially if you're solo like that, it's really yeah. easy to play anyway, right? Well, if you're doing solo gigs and you're yeah you're, you're doing like four gigs every weekend, yeah, it's easier to rack them up. But yeah, I mean, I th- I underestimated how many gigs Seraphim did. Mm. Uh, I found a list. Bless me, in my teenage years, I was so into gigs and just like loved everything about it that I I think I have even given you that file. Yeah, but I've listed. I've got the documents <laughs> you've got here. The, you've got the disc. <laughs> yeah. That, so there's a word document in there that that outlines. 29 gigs that we played. Right. Um, you mean just like the, a list of ones that we played? Yeah. Like the venue and the date? And yeah, all yeah. Yeah, cool. And there's, so there's, uh, I think before you joined, there was only a handful, but yeah, um, yeah, we did maybe 30, probably 35 gigs in total. Yeah. I thought that was way less than that, but it was so long ago. Wow. Yeah. It yeah. seems like a lot. Yeah. Right? Weird. Yeah. So weird. Yeah. So for people that know, don't know, um, yeah, Alex and I have played, I think that's the only band that we've really played in right there's not there was nothing yeah. else other than officially that? yeah officially um, you were doing a, a project ages called gray grayland grayland yeah, grayland that, grayland yeah <clears throat> that was with the yeah the singer of seraph and hannah yeah yeah hannah yeah and i think the closest we ever got to that was me coming around and just i was yeah. gonna do live bass or do something with it yeah, do something, i really yeah. loved those songs it's, yeah, yeah. Uh, well my in my head i wanted a like just something that was purely production yeah, you know, like, and it didn't have to be live. Yeah, but it was purely just like a, you know, painting. Yeah, you no, know, in production work. Yeah, for me, that was like I really connected with that music that you'd written because it was like Massive Attack. Yeah, I, I don't know if you yeah. do you remember it. Like, do you remember any Vegas? of the songs? I yeah, think no, I do, I do, I do remember it. Yeah, I do remember programming it on like old Fruity Loops and putting it into Cool with it. Like, I didn't know what I was doing. It was yeah. all really lo-fi. But it kind of g- gave it a bit of character because sometimes yeah. I go back and listen to old stuff and sometimes when it's, like, kind of shit, it's kind of good. It is. Do you know what I mean? Lo-fi, it's, you're not yep. thinking so much about production value. You're just kind of expressing and, and painting and making oh, yeah. stuff. You know? So I've got so many old, pixelated, shitty quality photos from those days and we had old, shitty mobile yeah. phones. <laughs> yeah, yeah, me too. Yeah, well, you, Johnny, you, yeah, Johnny was around for a lot of that. You yeah, know? you were. Help, yeah. You helped mm. out a lot, you help set up and you were just hanging around and it's always cool. It's like a, a cheer squad. You know it what is. I mean? It, you, just having people around. It's so is, valuable to have yeah. just an extra pair of hands and just like someone that brings enthusiasm and just like, yeah, just, just good vibes. Mm-hmm. Like that, that, 
it's funny, isn't it? Because you and I have known each other as as long as Daryl and I have known yeah. each other as well. Yeah. And it's kind of like, oh, I, I've never ever played in a band with you. Yeah, it's probably a good <laughs> good reason for that. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, I remember, and I remember, I remember like watching you play with your bands as well, and us sharing bills sometimes. It would be just kind of being in each other's surroundings. Yeah, it was always that a lot. sort of community we always had, and that's what I always loved. There was that sort of tight community of all those bands. Playing yeah. The Soundworks days as well and things like that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, man, man. Yeah. Even this place, VHS, you know, mm. when it used to be a complete dump. Yeah, um, yeah. We, we've seen a lot of history, I think. I mean, we, yeah. we, we were all in our little niche bubbles, but I think that I look back at those days very much as like the golden years of yeah. just getting out mm. and playing and not giving a fuck, not worrying about things like social media or whatever. You just go out and you play yeah. You're not so worried no, about what was it? We the, the struggle to get the uh, ad in the Express magazine. Yeah. <laughs> and get the gig list in the Express magazine. That was the worry. None of this social media <laughs> trying to get up on Instagram. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, I know. yeah, it was so raw back then. It was just As like long as Mike Rafter from Express liked you, like, you know, that's kind of like what <laughs> Mike you Mike Wafer? Mike Wafer, sorry. Yeah, yeah, Rafter, yeah. yeah, yeah. Pat Rafter. <laughs> Pat Rafter. <laughs> <laughs> no, Mike, yeah, Mike Wafer. Yeah, if, if you got a review in the Express, I, I used to cut them out. Mm. Yeah, me too. Yeah, I got I got, I got, yeah. You got a little file? Yeah, yeah, everyone, yeah, everyone's got their little file. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've got, I've, I've got a clipping of me as a child in Express <laughs> as a clothes model. How weird is that? Yeah, <laughs> for what brand? Hideous clothing, it was called. <laughs> no, yeah. you're fucking with me. Uh, no, and I'm like four years old in the Express, and the label was called Hideous it it, Clothing. Yeah, yeah, the label was called Hideous. Yeah, okay. um, and I would have been obviously you're still working for them. Right? Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh, oh low blow! Kitty likes to scratch. <laughs> <laughs> I've never heard of uh, I've never heard of hideous. I think they went under in 1994. You okay. know when I did the photo shoot? Mm-hmm. Uh, no, 1992 maybe. Yeah, right. It was you know it was peak peak. What, 90s. what was the photo like? Were you like? I was in a. Uh, it kind of looked like a uh, a prison kind of pajama, like black and white overalls no not overalls no like kind of like a shirt and shorts and but they were black and white stripes oh very convict looking yeah 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 right. and i was like with this other girl who apparently at the time i had a massive crush on um and uh, she had this this beautiful early 90s like big like you know like past shoulder length blonde hair that was all kind of sweeped over kind of looked like james labrie's hair from dream theater you know <laughs> Uh, Weird that, reference. That was a very specific reference. <laughs> yeah. I had to go through That's the Rolodex the in my head of like <laughs> images of guys with long. Clothes. That's the yeah. only thing I could think of, and yeah. I'm pretty sure she, you know she's wearing like the. She, she's I don't know what she's wearing, but I I remember I actually remember the photo shoot. Wow, it was somewhere on railway parade. I'm pretty sure. No shit. In Leaderville, yeah, I got my memories go back pretty far, but um, yeah, I, I like the in the, the express memories and the clippings yeah and even yeah. just the even just the list mm-hmm. it's like oh my god my band's in express just yeah. showing i used to play. run to like whatever outlet that i was closest and like <clears throat> rip sometimes it'd be fresh like i'd cut open the stack oh the stack yeah, yeah. pull it out and get a really fresh one then yeah. i get a couple for later and then get another yeah. one for mom and dad you know yeah yeah it was cool it's so cool so we've, wholesome, I've, huh? we've got i've got ones of us in there as yeah. well yeah yeah, 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 yeah. There are a couple, man. There are a couple. Yeah, yeah, and and uh, and Perth bands. Um, oh, I got, <laughs> I, I got, I've, I've got. I've, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember Perth bands. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Perth bands and Western Front. Yes, I was yeah, about to Western. say Western Front. Yeah, I, I didn't feel brave enough to go on Western Front. Yeah, like I, I would, I was an observer of Western Front, but I was uh, a lurker. Yeah, I was lurking on Western Front, but um, I was main, I was on Perth bands. Yeah. It was pretty. It was a pretty hectic place. 
yeah. to grow up. I mean, I would check Western Front when I was in school, like year 10, 30, year 12. Mm. I'd be on Perth bands and, yeah. uh, and Western Front. In be- when I was at when I was at a class with a computer, mm. because Seraphim would loads Roland and and mm-hmm. Joe and all the, the other guitarists and stuff would um, would post stuff up on Perth bands, and it'd be like, oh wow, I get to see what people think yeah. of the band, and yeah, mm. I yeah, think yeah. I started a few wars on that. <laughs> yeah. I think yeah. I know, I know, we were all kind of. I was definitely a meathead back then, but yeah, no, I got into big trouble. I uh, I think that's probably why when I think of Perth bands, I have a bit of PTSD associated with it because I, I do remember getting d- into trouble uh, kind of slagging out a band. Was it Hammersack? No. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe you remember that. Oh, Hammersack will play. What was, the, what was the guy's name, Zach? Zach Dur- Durin or yeah. Durkin or... Yeah. But shout, I mean, no, no hard feelings. No, no those were all. Yeah. That was hilarious. I can't believe you fucking remember. Yeah, I just, I, I just remember as a as a meme. Yeah, you know, like a pre. Yep, yep, yep. Perth music meme. Oh man. Meme. Um, I I wrote um after like one of those um. You know, band competitions. Yeah. Um, I had written a comment about a band called the DD Dumbs. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. which was Kevin Parker. Yeah. Right. Which everyone knows. He never recovered from whatever you said about him. He thinks about it to this day. He just he he wipes the tears away with money. (laughs) But no, shortly after he met me in the toilets and was like, "Hey man, that's not cool. You 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 compared us to Led Zeppelin. You called us a Led Zeppelin cover band." And I was like, I felt at the time I didn't realize like the. You know, you're a meathead. You just comment, right? Yeah. But then when you see the feedback of someone going, hey, that was not cool. Um, at the time, I didn't give a shit. But so now, he, now as I grow older, I look back and go, oh, that was not cool. He right pulled you up on it, did he? He did in the toilets, yes. You know what? Like, respect yeah. to him for doing that. Absolutely, yeah. Like, yeah, call, calling out bullshit is good. And, it's good. And, like, I totally agree with that. If if it's something that you, we don't we don't know what goes on be, behind the scenes of other people's bands. Absolutely, like, yeah. I just know that the amount of effort and work goes mm. into what I do and, like, what my band does. And if someone just, you know, it's the same as like getting a review. It's like, oh, I don't like this new album because it's shit. Yeah, one star. Why? <laughs> why? Yeah. Tell me why. I don't mind that you think it's yeah, shit, yeah, but I yeah. want to know why. Yeah. That better think, be a good reason. I think at the time I thought, you know, the, that the the sarcasm would translate, but yeah. it, it doesn't, you know. Te- yeah. Text is a very blunt thing, very and subjective it's thing. a throwaway comment for everyone to see <laughs> for all time. Yeah. So I try and stay out of those. I'm wondering, Facebook. If, is there like a mirror side of Perth bands that has like an has it archived or anything like that? Oh, I don't know. Do you know those internet archives? Where it's you can called pull up a Wayback Machine. Wayback Machine. Yeah. Yeah. Mm, I've heard of that. Yeah. Yeah. I've. Uh, I think over the years something will pop into my head. Like, what was the name of that guy from Hammersack? And I'll try and you know try and uncover the archives and see. My God! If he's if he's out there listening, you know, yeah. get in <laughs> touch sh- with the show. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But see, like, I actually made some really good connections through Perth Band. That's how I met uh, Mike Murphy. Yeah, yeah I yeah, first cool. met him, and we met up at a gig and started trying band together. And it was like, fuck yeah, yeah. So good things have come from that website. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. Uh, meeting up with people, um, definitely uh, connecting for like you know trying to find a band member or a replacement, buying, buying drugs, buying uh, <laughs> committing crimes. <laughs> Uh, the community. Yeah. yeah, I needed a getaway driver and I hit head, head to Perth fans. <laughs> <laughs> Some great, great connections were made. People sold stuff on there, right? There was a marketplace as well there. You could sell... Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Sell yeah. stuff? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah totally, man. It was a good website. It was. It was good, yeah. And then, okay, so now that I'm talking to people that remember it, mm. didn't it just kind of like, 
website under construction and then it just never came back or it came back as a shell of its former glory yeah. and then everyone got fed up with it. I Facebook came out and then it was like... MySpace, yeah, Facebook came out. Yeah, I think the whole the, f- yeah. the forum platform just disappeared. Like, I don't know, do people still use forums yeah, on the internet yeah. anymore? They do. I mean, Reddit. Reddit. Reddit's, Reddit's like a forum. forum. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. forum-like structures, but maybe not the old traditional forums, mm. I guess. I don't know. You know that old... Old style form, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you got to register and make a username and all yeah. that shit. Find a cool GIF as your uh, yeah. your avatar, <laughs> and if it was animated, you'd be cooler than other people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Wow, memories. Yeah, memories. What else is new, man? <clears throat> Anything else? Any- uh, oh yes. So I'm yeah? going to be releasing an EP. So yes, your solo stuff. My solo stuff. Yes, uh, yes. That I've had for a long time, and finally, finally, it's going to be. It's going to be ready to release very soon. Cool. Um, I think in the next couple of months. So, so you've sat on it for a while. Yeah, and it's taken a very, very long time to record. Like, I only uh, I started recording it in two thousand and I want to say like eighteen, seventeen. Demoed it two thousand sixteen. Right. I listened back. I was really. It's it's kind of embarrassing, but also I want to bring it up because I want other people to hear that it takes a fucking egregious long time to do stuff sometimes mm. and that's okay. Um, but on the podcast, the second time I was on this show was 2014 and I listened back to it and I was like, oh God, Alex, you fucking idiot. You know, I was because I was like, yeah, I'm going to have two EPs out by the end of the year. <laughs> <laughs> I was like... I love when that happens. You call, like, you call out your own bullshit. You're like, that didn't happen. You know? Well, you know what? Like, <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I've... I haven't really beaten myself up about it, but it's just been a really long process. Yeah. And so much of, of why it's taken so long is because of my own like kind of anxieties around it. Mm. And like, I'm, I'm, in, I'm in between like, I know what's good and I know what's shit. And I really don't want it to be shit. I don't think it's shit, but also like- It's not shit, I've heard if, it. It's if good. I don't, re- well, thanks. Yeah, yeah, like if I don't release it, then I can't, you know, I can't have those icky feelings about it. But also, I need to release this. I need to get on with my life. You've got to set like, it free. You've got to set it yeah, free. Yeah, yeah. My wife's sick of hearing about it. Like, mainly <laughs> that's a big reason. As well. <laughs> you it's fucking like, Alex, stop. can you just fucking release this yeah, thing? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, um, yeah, so it's, I'm really, really happy. Like, I'm really happy with it. But, you know, like, we, part of the, the reason it took so long is because um, the guy that engineered it and recorded it with me, uh, we worked together. So we'd spend, you know, working full time together, uh, in a music shop and then recording it when we each had a chance and when, you know, we could each be bothered mm-hmm. and it just, it takes ages. And then it's like, Oh cool. Well, I got to go right with Voyager now. So that put that on hold for four months, got to go on tour, put it on hold, put it on hold, put it on hold. Yeah. COVID happens, you know, mm-hmm. stuff, life gets in the way. Yeah. And uh, so yeah. now it's, it's finally ready. And you know, I've, like I've just called in a lot of favors from, really amazing people and friends that have helped me out with it. Um, so who, who are some of the, the features that you have? Like I even heard a track with your grandfather. My on granddad. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. really cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm so glad that I got him to record. He's, he's still alive. My, yeah. So, which is awesome. <laughs> but he's a beautiful voice. Like he's very operatic voice. Yeah. Yeah. Really so cool. he, he's my grand, my granddad, Alan is 85 now. He recorded it last year. And my, when I wrote the song, like uh, maybe six years ago or something, I was like, oh, I should get him on there so I can immortalize him because he's a barbershop singer. He's been singing with men in harmony for like the last 20 plus years. 
Um, I sang with him doing barbershop for a little while and it was really, really fun. And uh, yeah, I was always like, it was one of those things where I'd, I'd go to bed at night thinking about the e- the EP and the song and I'd be like, oh God, I got to get him. I got to finally just record him doing it, you know? Mm. And he even said to me, he's like, am I still recording this song? Because you might want to do it before it's too late. <laughs> so I was yeah. like, oh my God. Yeah. What a better incentive. Oh yeah, yeah. I was like, yeah. okay, I need to it's just... Tough. Tight. I need to I fucking gonna ask you, like, <clears throat> was he willing to record or do you have to sort of, like drag him out of the house and say, come do it? Like, no, <laughs> I think he was really stoked that I asked him. And yeah, so he just, I mean, I had the song for a while and I just, I sent it to him and I had this window of time. So I'm like, granddad, can you come around tomorrow and do it? I'll send you the song now. And he just, you know, my grandma's really computer literate. She's like 84, 83. And she's always on Facebook checking mm-hmm. up stuff. And, you know, she downloaded the file and gave it to him and he learned it. And then came around and recorded it to my, uh, at my house the day after. And yeah, you know, it's like kind of like talked him through how I wanted it and the phrasing and stuff. But I'm really, I'm really, really pleased that he's on it because one for the song, the song is almost about my, my childhood and how I have always viewed uh, or imagined my life would play out. Um, it's a little bit hard to explain without sounding really like kind of, like a wanker or like or weird. Um, it's hard to talk about your own stuff, huh? It is. Yeah, it is. It really is. Like, I mean, for people that are listening, it is. It is a hard thing to put yourself out there like that. It's more. It's very exposing. It's, it's, it is. Yeah. A, a, the thing is, it's like I can I can articulate it with words and lyrics to a song or whatever. But really, like what I'm trying to get across is an aura. It's the feeling of a memory mm-hmm. that happened mm-hmm. when I was a child, and yeah. it's it's like I can't. I can never ever express that in the way that it's going to be, yeah. you know, unless they're like, you smoke a bunch of DMT and like <laughs> I walk you through it or something. There's no way you're going <laughs> to, yeah. Well, do you know what I mean? Soon we'll, we'll uh, just like strap some things to you and your memory will like uh, yeah. be rendered in a computer. Yeah. That'd be cool. But yeah. anyway, like what, yeah. I'm sorry, I was digressing too much, <laughs> but the, uh, yeah. So having my granddad on it was, was really, really cool and very important for me because he's like my hero and, um, yeah, having him immortalized in it is so cool, and yeah. I, I like being able to listen to the song now and think, "Ah, oh, that's awesome!" My my like my granddad's on that, you know. Mm-hmm. And while while he is alive, you know, no one lives forever, but while he's while he's on the earth with us now, I can appreciate his his art and his his like craft as well. Mm-hmm. He's a better singer than me as well, which is like he's got this beautiful vibrato, um, and the story is that. He, he's basically playing the character of me at his age now looking back, you know, so the, the right. lyrics kind of detail mm. that, but having his voice on there is really, it's important for me. I think mm-hmm. it's, it's one of those nice things to look back on. That's going to last forever. Yeah. That's know. really cool. That's yeah. really cool. I think yeah. that's one of the most like empowering things. And one of the most, like the greatest things that an artist can do is like, is collaborate and get people's flavor on in things. Yeah. And I think that's what even this is about is like having these moments etched as like an archive. Yeah. And being able to flick through and, and, and see where you were at at that time. It's, it's always, it's something about that that I really think is really special. Yeah. I, I agree. A, a lot of people don't feel that way. Mm. Some people are like, no, nah, I don't care. Let's move forward or let's stay in, in the present or let's look forward to the future. But, 
I kind of I blame my mum, I guess, because she was always like, "Oh, don't throw that toy away. Keep that so you can show your grandchildren." And now I've got like I've got so much stuff in storage, <laughs> you know, hoarding shit now. Yeah. I'm just like I try to. <laughs> Thanks, mum. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But but what's cool about that is that there is I do have stuff. Like I've got the clipping of me and Express from when I'm like a kid. I didn't go, oh, that was cute. And now it's like, I'll I'll every so often I'll go and rummage through those things and and find these little gems that I'd completely forgotten about. Mm-hmm. Like I've got a I've got a Kevin Sorbo Hercules action figure. Like, do you remember the show Hercules? <laughs> Hell yeah, yes, man. I do. All right, what a random <laughs> thing. Like, mm. when do I ever think about that now as a thirty you know thirty two mm. year old? He was, he was a spunk as well. Yeah, he was jacked. More than that, he was fucking jacked. And beautiful you know, hair. And I've because I've kept this figurine that brought me so much joy as a kid because I like thought he was awesome. Him and Xena, like mm-hmm. you know, I wanted to marry Xena and be like Hercules. Yeah. And um, yeah, I mean, so it was like <laughs> this is when I was twenty-seven. <laughs> I still want to marry Lucy Lawless for sure, but um, but having that that action figure is so wild. Like mm. just to to pull that out and weird toys that I had and yeah th- things are cool you know and, I, and even as I get older now I'm, I'm you know really appreciating yeah holding and smelling things I got this notebook holder and you know it's just having this custom made I thought was something really cool yeah I'm getting old I, I like sentimental I like things. Sentiment, yes that's it it's it's not getting old sorry I should so- stop saying that because it's more about um yeah, sentimentality of, of holding something that was made is one of a kind. You're appreciating and, it. And, yeah, yeah, and I'll yeah. keep keep it forever. I'll try to. I'll try not to lose it. You know, but and that's a form of mindfulness as well, mm. which is really nice. Yeah. Do you have your first mobile phone? No, I no, I don't. We no. actually were going through. I've got a collection of old mobile phones at home, like from an old. Uh, it was a Sony Walkman, eight ten, yeah. like this tiny little thing. Nice. Uh, and yeah. Isn't it? Uh, I've got, got the box and everything. Get the box. <laughs> no, I'm gonna. You got the receipt. <laughs> <laughs> but it's just, uh, yeah, I was just looking at it, going, "That's surprising. We had that stuff." It's cool. Then, I kept. Phones. I've got my first Walkman. I got it for my birthday in 1996. Holy shit! And I've got yeah. the first tape that I got with it as well. My grandparents, same grandparents that I, you know, was singing on the the EP, and the first album that was ever given to me was In Trance. I think it's called Electric Pleasure, Electronic Pleasure, something like that. Right. Had the Staying Alive remix on it. <laughs> so weird. Yeah. But I was like, I've still got it, and I, it still works yeah. fine. And I just love that, wow, it's like I'm holding something that was in, in my life a milestone. Mm. Like, who would have thought? Like, I, I would never have known that in 1996, I'm holding something that is going to be so responsible for my entire life panning out the way it has mm. at the moment, which is dedicated yeah. almost entirely to to music. And what an awesome gift that is. I, really, I, I don't have kids, but I'd like to have kids. And uh, I w- I'd really love to pinpoint that, that moment. Mm-hmm. Actually, I've got a cool story because something like that has happened to me whereby I've given something to someone. Um, I gave my cousin the Skrillex, like, what was it called? Um, Dirty Spirits, Nice Sprites or whatever it is. You know, the big hit that he had. I gave it to her as a as a CD single. And she is a DJ now. Um, wow. She's pretty good. Win. Uh, w- W-Y-N. Win. She's got some really cool tracks. Um, and she's like, 
oh yeah, like ever since you gave me that CD, that like got me into drum and bass. And yeah, the I butterf- can't believe it. The butterfly effect, right? And then that's that, so that, awesome. Yeah, that I had just like a little Im- impact of just showing. You know, when your world just kind of goes, whoa, shit, this mm-hmm. like, you know, that's what it was like for me hearing metal for the first time, or like, yeah, yeah, it's just like the spark. Boom. Okay, life's mm-hmm. different now. Yep. Yeah. Thank One you. thing. Yeah, it, it totally flips your life upside down. Yeah. My, yeah. F- my parents have got like uh, crates, like boxes down south of all of our childhood toys. Nice. And every time we go down there, we like every now and then we'll open it up and just go, holy shit, you've still got this. Like old Ninja Turtle figurines oh, and cool. all the old uh, VHS tapes, home movies and stuff. Yeah. Like See, I'm woo woo as hell. And I think those objects actually have energy. Yeah. You know, over time. But it, it's not literal energy, but it's your projection oh, into that. Exactly. Gives it the that energy. I d- yeah. As you were saying, that you can look at an object and go, shit like that. You, you hold almost it, pinpoint yeah. the time that it, it meant something to you when you had it. It yeah. Pretty cool. For sure. Yeah. Gig, gig posters. I tried to collect every gig poster. Yeah, gig posters, yeah. <clears throat> and still, and, until they stopped kind of getting printed out. And then I just thought, oh, I got to an age where I'm like, I'll just find it online sometime in the future. I can pretty much do it. But going through them, you know, I've got like old gig posters from Black Betty's and yeah. the castle. Yeah. And, wow. and I was like, wow, this is so cool. Like this is used to be in my wall and I remember it being on the wall and all the mm. crazy shit that happened at that period of my life. Yeah. It's cool, man. It's like kind of what makes for for someone like me that is, yeah, like nostalgic and, and um yeah. has that sentimentality kind of switch. It's it's kind of what makes life a little bit special. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Especially I think, my, I think mine's getting uh more intense now. Yeah, you've you've what you feel that you want to look back more or No, um I I feel like I want yeah, I I look back more and I think I um try and get things that mean things now okay if that, if that, does that make sense <clears throat> yeah no I, I don't buy things if they're frivolous i buy things that are meaningful like shiny rocks and shit yeah. <laughs> okay <laughs> you know what i mean yeah you know but I'm i've, not, I've not, had i've know. had to cut back on because i've like i've got lots of little things around that place that i've always collected and i've gotten to the point where i feel like i've got too much stuff too many little trinkets around and i'd always break or lose yeah, them you start hoarding so then but it's awesome so you have to start selecting like which are the real important things and sort of try and get rid of some of the older stuff that don't have that same value then you know i, I just give it to yeah. my parents and they go <clears throat> dump it in the box and <laughs> did you guys watch that show um or did you know anything about marie kondo at all yeah yeah about decluttering yeah, living minimal and th- that whole thing. Yeah. Well, there's. Yeah. I think there's. There's like. Yeah, living li- like life like a minimalist, which I I think is awesome. I don't think it's for me. I like. I don't think I could probably do it. But I try. I've tried that. Have it you? Doesn't, doesn't work. <laughs> Not <Yeah>. for me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But but the the one thing from like Marie Kondo that I kind of took away, uh, other than like folding and organizing my clothes, which has been really cool. God, I'm so old. So lame. <laughs> I used to be cool, kids. Um, but you, you get fold, cocaine. You, we can do while I'm talking you, about you this. You fold your clothes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> what a pussy! Oh, he folds Wait, clothes. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I don't want my wife to yell at me, guys. <laughs> 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 oh my god! No, yeah, th- yeah but uh, but it's it's, going, yeah. it's the f- thanking stuff and being okay with letting it go. Yeah, you know, like if you if you accumulate a bunch of stuff, that you're like, oh, I don't like. I want to hold on to that because, you know, and then you're like, think about it. No, I'm, no, I'm never going to do anything with this yeah. again. Yeah. If you treat that object as if it's a friend, yeah. say thank you for your service. And then... Mm, exactly, yeah. And I think if move you... It on. If you if, I think most artists or creative people have really cluttered minds. So I yeah. think like 
decluttering physically helps you declutter mentally as well. Because yeah. I'll have shit all over the table within two days. There's just shit everywhere, yeah. you know. And like I have to force myself to, you know, declutter, and, and it helps. You know, when when so, you yeah. when you don't see mess, you think clearer. You're not like. There's nothing worse than looking at things that need to be cleaned. You know that feeling? Like, oh, fuck, I've got to clean that. Yep. And, oh, God, I've got to clean that. So, yeah, sometimes I'm just like, look, do I need it? If not, just fucking get rid of it. Yeah. <laughs> and otherwise, it's just going to sit there accumulating dust. It's amazing. You know? Just doing that stuff has really actually turned my life around. It, ha- it makes you more efficient. Yeah. yeah, it changes your mm-hmm. whole outlook, I think, when you declutter. My, yeah. my wife is really, like, into cleanliness and just order. That's good. That's and a, and awesome. I'm not, yeah. Yeah. you know, like <laughs> that's good though. You, you yeah, guys complement each other. We're we're a great example of type like A and B personalities, <laughs> you know, like where I'm like a real dream and like oh, you know, like I don't I wouldn't think about bills or whatever. I'll be like, oh man, if I was to make a movie, like who could I get to? You know, and she's <laughs> like, <laughs> but but then like we even each other out, which is really really cool. Yeah, but she's like, yeah, you know, no, nothing will whip you into shape like your significant other, like wanting to keep them happy and you know because when your house is in order and everything's clean when you both come home at the end of the day and it's like oh this is awesome instead of oh god like you know the bed looks fucked up there's crumbs all over the counter there's dishes (laughs) piled up i know it's it's an it's a nightmare and you can actually just think and and it's sort of like exist better yeah Yeah. Mm. and it's worth it's worth the five minutes just spending like whipping it up you've got all that room to make another mess yeah (laughs) Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, I guess you do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, that's cool. Yeah. No, it's it's. I think if if both people in the relationship are too similar, it can not. It can not. It can work. Yeah. I'm not it saying can it can't work. work. Yeah, it can yeah. work. But yeah, I, I, you need someone to kind of, um, you know, be the yin to the yang. Sometimes, if if if, mm. if both people are airy fairy, it doesn't work. But then you get relationships where. Both people are the control freaks. That doesn't work either. You know, yeah. you've got you've to kind of oh, man. balance it out, you know. I reckon, like, the the key to, like, I mean, me, me and my wife are, like, talk about it a lot is that so so much of the success that we've had in our relationship is has been just being honest with each other, number one, and, mm-hmm. and two, communicating. Like, just being really upfront with your expectations so that then when they're not met, it's not, and it's not like hell to pay. Yeah. But it, man, like the ego is so strong. Hey, it's like when you, when you can't, some people just cannot apologize. They can't like bring, if, if they've fucked up, they won't admit that at all. Mm. It's like, that's the last thing they can do. And yeah. it's really like, it's really poison, poisonous. I think. Like, yeah. The other end of the spectrum is you also get like, you're too apologetic. You're yeah. Too, you're too unsure. You t- and that, yeah. that becomes toxic yeah. as well. You have no. Conf- I've been there. You have no confidence. You, yep. You're sorry for everything. It's always your fault. I think that's always. You've got no assertiveness. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Definitely. You're yeah. a level you of agree- what is it? Agree- agreeability. Exactly. Like, yeah. It's too high. <laughs> yeah. Are you a top or a bottom? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, uh, yeah. I've, I've been both. I've, I've seen myself come in a and top out and of both. bottom. <laughs> <laughs> My man. <Hi-oh>. <laughs> Equal opportunities. <laughs> No, I mean, I've, I've been the control freak and I've been the whatever, you know. Okay, the, the yeah. Easy, yeah, I've been both. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I'm a very extreme person. Like, I, I'm very intense to be around long term. I, I think I, I think I am. Yeah. Yes, I can. I can. Can you? To I that. mean, yeah. I've I spent a lot of time with you, but in only in like short bursts, I guess. Yeah. 
I haven't, you know what, like touring is a really great way to see how someone really is. You meet the real person, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. When you're fucking tired and, and shitty and you've been like yes. flying lots and you're, you're not in your own bed and you're, you know, like th- thankfully, like I can say this like hand on heart, like with Voyager, it's, it's great. Like mm. we've, we've never, there's actually never been any like explosiveness, at least not with the current lineup yeah. that it's been. Um, and you, that's you guys are professionals, though. Well, or every yeah. single one of you in the, that band is like worthy of their own band. That 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 sort of thing, you know. I I, th- I like I think so. Like hum- humbly, and that's really nice of you to say. No, for, for real. Um, like you're all super professional. I've seen how you guys like set up and work. Yeah. Uh, remember that time we? Uh, what was it? Deftones. You guys support oh, yeah. the Deftones, right? Yeah, yeah. In Melbourne, yeah, Festival yeah. Hall, baby. There, oh that was my right. god! Yeah, me me and Hannah went to that. That was yep. one of the best fucking shows ever i got lit that night yeah <laughs> and we had that massive had that chicken palmy beforehand <laughs> i remember that one. <laughs> oh my god yeah no i do rem- oh my god yeah, yeah yeah i do remember that yeah man isn't that wild like getting like playing that stage supporting for those that are listening we supported the deftones on their australian tour with carnival uh, it was 2016 i think mm-hmm. and playing with deftones is like you've got the biggest venues that australia has to offer pretty much and that in melbourne it was festival hall the beatles played there back in the 60s crazy i can't believe i just can't believe it. Yeah. yeah um it's a huge huge venue i um, can't convey how special that night was that was a really cool night i was just really proud of you guys and seeing like two perth bands in melbourne yeah yeah and carnival as well it's supporting wild. two perth bands supporting one of my probably the top in the top three bands of all time for me yeah. The Deftones, yeah. Yeah, yeah. you're a huge fan, hey? Yeah, love it, man. Yeah. I love that Latino rock and roll, baby. <laughs> I love I, it. I like... Uh, I love it all. I love, like... The whole era, I love it. They're lovely people. I don't get the Deftones at all. I know, you, you were saying I that, have, yeah. I, I, I'm like, I watch it, and I'm like, I don't... If this was around now, no one would care about it, I don't think. It's so weird. If it's it just, just came so out, weird. I think I agree. No, no, I agree. If it just came out, I think they'd be one of those bands that would have a very niche audience. Like, yeah, but okay, you could say that about any large band now. Yeah. Same with Corn. Like their <laughs> exactly, yeah. their first couple of albums didn't really kick off as heavy, did they? Like as as big. Deftones, yeah. As big, Wasn't um, it like only after the second or third album they really picked up? I can't. But they they've always been like kind of on the outside doing their own thing. Like yeah, they have. Yeah, they've, they've never been like that big spotlight. <coughs> exactly. Know, big yeah. mainstream. They had like what I, I would know. call like a cult following. Like they weren't, you know, but then they were it's kind a of huge on an, yeah. in <laughs> MTV. They were kind of mainstream. They were getting yeah. Grammys and shit. So like, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, they like, were, I don't know. In yeah. California, they're fucking huge. Mm. San Diego, like, where they're from. Yeah, in yeah. California. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, like, you know, like the Diaz brothers, the, the UFC fighters, like they hang out with, with Chino and Chino stuff. And, and it's yeah. like... Yeah, you're right. They've got this massive cult following, but from, I I don't know whether it's just they're the other side of the the coin, and you know, like their heads and corn is tails. And I'm like, I was always heavily into corn. Like yeah. corn are like corn were my mm. favorite as well. Yeah, definitely. And it's like that maybe they're just you know, and and the, like Limp Bizkit, I wasn't I never really hit it off mm. with them. Yeah, yeah, no, I I totally get it. Yeah, and I totally respect that. Like, but that goes to show, like, for the ones that they do appeal to, like it's. An obsession. Yeah. yeah. You know, yeah. I love that there's something about the People were going nuts. Yeah. Like you saw, you're like, if anyone was at that show, it was fucking wild. And like, they, they put on an amazing show. 
Like, and they're really, like, a really, really good band. Mm-hmm. Like, they were awesome live. I'm just saying, I just don't, I can't latch on to it. And you know what? I think it, it is. It's because they're not, Chino's vocals and his, like, his singing is so just out there and weird. And it's not the most, like, it's not, not like, melodic how I, like, he makes all the choices that I wouldn't make if I was him. I, I, <laughs> I was like, I just don't get what I he, actually, mm. I totally understand what you mean, yeah. Yeah, he's so. Uh, I would even put him more in alignment with like modern, like what rappers are doing, where they are just expressing through the mic. They're not really yeah. looking at replicating exactly the recording. Yeah, like, I think a lot of rappers do that, and I think there's something, there's a charm in there that I I kind of like. But I see what you mean. Yeah. On yeah, it, it it's very. Uh, Almost like inconsistent sometimes. It's like no, it's just his uniqueness. Yeah, it really yeah. is. So yeah. like, I, yeah. I couldn't even imagine anyone trying to do a Deftones cover band and trying to nail Chino's vocals. Like, there's some bands that you can kind of get away with as they have such a sort of well, they, yeah, they kind of generic, but yeah, I like, see what you mean. They, I think they could replicate the notes, but the, that texture of Chino oh, yeah, yeah, is the, really the, the, mu- the music is one thing, yeah. but Chino himself, like th- mm. those vocals, just. And also, he's got the, he's got the X factor, yeah. Like you know, he's when we toured with him, you know, like this is some of the cool rock star shit that I just wish that I could get Voyager to like be able to do, or or you know, being in a band, you know, like for example, they brought with them like these giant rugs. Like imagine imagine having a budget to ship with you these backline hired rugs from from San Diego or LA yeah. or wherever. With that kind of Persian pattern, right? Yeah. yeah. Like the, they're like, like Persian rugs. They're probably not Persian rugs, but they're yeah. enormous. They're enormous Persian en- rugs. Enormous. Neil, Neil Young, we had to roll out all the, all the rugs out on the big day out stage. Neil Young, I remember yeah. that. Yeah. I mean, that's just a, such an awesome little cool. little thing and aesthetic that looks awesome, but is so prohibitively expensive mm-hmm. for a touring band. Um, Chino brought with him a like a street, or like a road bike, like so he would just like they'd they'd rock up into town, he'd get his bike and just cycle around. It was like a huge thing like that, and you know like we're we're like we're reducing the size of our amplifiers in order to be yeah. able to tour with them. Yeah. <laughs> it's like it's yeah. unreal. Like it's yeah. so and what they've got is so cool. One of their coolest things like you've probably seen this working like backline and backstage and all the stuff is like the room that they get like they had a, a guy. Um, set up a back r- stage room for them that looked the same all the time. Yeah, so they yeah. felt at home. Mm-hmm. You know, they'd have like posters and stuff on the wall. Totally, they, had, totally. they had a huge like stereo system that mm-hmm. they would tour with. Oh, they yeah. had like the same coffee table. Yeah. It was so cool. Uh, I, I see cool. what you mean, like being able to peer into that other side of the spectrum where they, they can afford those luxuries. Pre, pre-2000s fame. Yeah, 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 yeah exactly. Well, they can just like yeah. bring bring themselves or like bring their living room with them yeah on on yeah. tour yeah. Yeah. yeah like humidifiers and it's no biggie and yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> shit <laughs> like that you know i my one of my favorite websites um was uh, a, a site that collected like all the band writers oh yeah that, that artists would ask for yeah yeah and you you see like some of the ridiculous shit like humidifiers in the backstage room so it's the right temperature and shit Insane. The right yeah. lighting, the right diet, that like seems everything. <laughs> stuff like that seems ridiculous mm-hmm. <clears throat> until you have to start singing. Yeah. I totally get it. I totally get it. You know, it. like yeah. if, if like, 
even my voice, like for some reason, it feels a little bit hoarse right now, and I haven't really done all that much talking today. But when you're like, sounds sexy as fuck, man. Thanks, man. Um, <laughs> when you're going from like airport to airport, especially in Australia, right, or in the tour bus, outside of the tour bus, running around doing interviews and stuff, and it's like you've got, you, like, you're expected to perform, right? And then it's like, okay, well, in order for me to perform like this, I need to have certain creature comforts or certain things like a, yeah, an air humidifier or I need some tea, like a tea station, mm-hmm. um, you know, and then... I get that. I get if, that. If you're, off, if you're off your game, people will judge you really harshly for it. Absolutely. Yeah. And at the same time, if you're great and you've got all this shit back there, you, they think you're a wanker because you've requested all this rock star shit, you know? Well, yeah. the, uh, the time I met Axel Rose was because we were trying to get the exercise bed out of the green room. Oh. <laughs> Exercise bed. Like a whole exercise bed. He had a whole like gym type setup. Oh my god. Yeah. Yeah, that was fun. That's crazy. Sometimes, you know, like the Rolling Stones they did the the whole the Skittles or whatever, and that's Mm -hmm. just to show that they're paying attention. Because if that stuff was there, they could just look at eyeball and be like, All right, cool, there there's the stuff is probably taken care of. Mm. It's pretty wild though. I've I've seen some many wild things come out of the back of semi trailers at gigs. Yeah. Yeah. A, a, A sheep. Like a not not not, <laughs> a, not a live sheep. It was okay. a, uh, who was that for? That was uh, Gwen Stefani. They just had this sheep that toured with them. It's like this, uh, like a lucky sheep, like an like, or, a, like, it's an like a mascot, yeah, like, like a mascot, yeah, like a mascot exactly. thing. Yeah. Yeah. That was just uh, I don't know what it was made out of uh, wood or some something, but a sheep, and it was painted up green, had a cigarette in its mouth, and it was awesome. just in the back of a semi trailer, and it just went everywhere on tour with them. Client liaison do that, like they've got road cases filled with water coolers and ferns and desks. And what? like fax, ma- liaison. fax yeah. machines and stuff. <laughs> like, think, so cool. I think that's awesome. Who like, was it? It was, might have been Megadeth, but on the side of stage in uh, Guitar Tech World. Is this when they played, Caps, uh, uh, sorry, Tra- Metro's Perth? No, this was Challenge Stadium. Oh, okay, yeah. Um, they had this touring couch with them, the Guitar Techs. It wasn't Megadeth, it was the Guitar Techs. And it was like leather sofa that had all the guitar tech uh, cabinets and stuff built into the side of it. Oh. And also there was a, like a PlayStation <laughs> in the side of it with all the controls, yeah. all these drink holders. So they, when they weren't doing their guitar tech stuff, they'd sit down on the couch with all this shit. Yeah. I've got a photo of that somewhere as well. Just some of the shit you see. So cool. <laughs> hey? Yeah. Yeah. There's some amazing stuff out there. And, and when you see stuff like that, uh, like you just think, wow, who designed this? Mm. Like who thought of this and who built it? Yeah. And where can I get one? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's one of the coolest things when you're on tour with a band is seeing how they operate. I, 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 I love it. Me too. Yeah. I, and I love seeing like just crew members work. I, I get off on that. Yeah. And especially mm. when they're really good at it. You slave driver. <laughs> <laughs> I no, love no, watching no. other people work really hard. No, I think that I don't think the um, production crew get enough of a shout. No out. way, mm-hmm. no way. I mean, it's because they're they, there before before a- anything, and then they're like yeah. slogging it, trying to get it down in time, and loading mm-hmm. into trucks. I mean, mm. how, how good that. is how good is the feeling of having a great sound guy that is like talking to you, that is accommodating? I mean, I'm, I know it's a hard job. I'm not saying they all have to be that way, but when you like luck out and you find one that's amazing. Yeah. How good does that feel? You feel like you're in safe hands, right? When that's, the sound guy is good. That's right? kind of like one of the best things about going on tour with Voyager is that we can take uh, our sound guy, Aiden. Oh, yeah, yeah, cool. <laughs> but he, yeah, Aiden's great, right? Did, Aiden's awesome. He worked on Capital. Uh, Cap, no, We're talking Aiden Barton? Yeah, a- Aiden yeah, Barton. Yeah, okay. Sovereign Studios, yeah, Pathogen. One, yeah. 
Pathogen, yes, yes, yes. <clears throat> he's done so much, and he's such he's such a, a like a a talented and like gifted live Absolutely. audio mm. engineer. Mm. Yeah, or sound guy. We we talk about how like you just say, oh, sound guy, but he's like, what he does is, mm-hmm. it's like imagine imagine going to going to anywhere else in the world, using a different sound desk each time, and just being expected to get yeah fucking awesome sound. It's a hard fucking job, man. Yeah, fucking yeah. hard. Yeah, but what? Um, sorry, yeah. No, I was gonna say oh, like, yeah. <laughs> what's cool though is like when oh, that you, was you. Sorry, yeah. <laughs> I'm hearing voices. Sorry, guys. We all look the same. Yeah, um, <laughs> the, uh, like when you get into the like a, a long tour where there's show after show after show, you get into this rhythm and you don't even need to say anything. Yeah. It's like he'll know whether something's Oof. pissing us yeah. off. When or it's like that well-oiled machine, oh, yeah. it, everyone's got their game face on. I love it. It is so like, good. It's like showtime. It's fucking. It's when it's yeah. showtime and everyone clicks into showtime mode. Yeah, and everything Special. just works. It's a it's a magical feeling. Any I've any performing or anything like that is so so cool it's and 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 it's just it's everyone coming together to create something for mm-hmm. the audience. Yep. And I, and it's not like it's not about it's not about ego. Uh, sometimes for some people maybe it is like Axel Rose. It's probably about his ego. Like <laughs> you know, yeah. making people wait for like hours mm. on end and That's just cool. just yeah. pissing off your fan base. It mm. seems yeah. so weird. Yeah. To be in that headspace where you're like kind of resent your own audience. Mm-hmm. It's a little bit kind of like, it's a weird, I don't know, I can't relate to it, but. Yeah. I, I have an a even bigger respect for sound guys that can tour manage as well, and they're doing both. Oh, that, well, you, you know, run into that? Where they're, yeah. all, they're a tour manager and the sound guy. For sure. So they're yeah. like de- dealing with merch, dealing with ticket sales, liaising with the manager, then they go do sound, then they get the band ready, and they, they're doing all of that shit. Fuck that. That's fucking insane. It's like. It's insane. It's, it's so entrepreneurial and crafty and amazing yeah but what a fucking job like i mean when you know what is sad is that the point where these people have to do that in order to get paid properly Mm -hmm. it's like well i'm I'm around and doing all this stuff anyway like i may as well yep drive the tour bus uh tour manage the thing be the sound guy we've we've been on tour with all those kind of Kind of people like that. Yes, yeah. like yeah. didn't he have? Was it Mark McEwen that did I that? Was gonna, I was literally yeah. going to shout out Mark McEwen because he's one of those guys that is one of those guys. Yeah, I mean, and they're literally a therapist. Like in the, <laughs> in the downtime, they become like that. Mm. He was Mark McEwen is one of my probably probably my favorite. One of my favorite. I can't decide whether he's one of my favorites or the favorite. The favorite. I'm going to say the the favorite sound. No, yeah. Mark's, Mark's amazing. He's, yeah. he's a sweetie pie. He yeah, he's like, a great dude. And when you get along with him, when I can like sit down and eat with him after a show and just hang out with him, and I want to be around them, that's something really special. I think you know. Yeah, but have you have you ever had the um, the stage panic set in? Where you've got like some feedback going and you can't work out where it's coming from, and then you look over at the sound guy and they they're like panicking, like they can't work out where it's coming from. And the next thing you know, it just all turns to shit. You gotta. <laughs> I've I've had that twice. We kind of we kind of play <laughs> tricks on Aiden sometimes. Like you know, we all right, test your vocals, and we're like, <laughs> and and he's like looking at his iPad or the desk, like what the fuck was like? No, we're just fucking with you. <laughs> <laughs> How to piss off a sound guy? Yeah. <laughs> I tell you how you piss off uh, piss off a sound guy as well when when they say play a beat, just don't do a solo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> do you know those drummers that they with the sound guys like just just play a beat and then like they do like a five minute solo. Yeah. yeah. Or like a uh, quick sound check and you play a whole song. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Or the oh can you just test your bass and you go 
And then the sound guy goes, is that actually how loud you're going to play? Oh, sorry. Oh. Go, 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 go. <laughs> I was like, okay, it's, it's night and day. Yeah. yeah. I was always the culprit of get the sound check right. The sound guy's okay, cool, go. Turn the amp up just a little bit more. Yeah, yeah. No, see, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that fucks everything. No. I, I used to see um, sound guys like afraid because I, I used to have my fold back so loud, probably unhealthily loud because I like to feel... Everything. I'd have my own kick and everything coming through the fold back. I want to get a sub kick, that like the, yeah, the yeah. under seat mm. subwoofer that that helps a lot. Yeah, it gives you hemorrhoids every time you hit that. <laughs> <laughs> but um, no, I used I yeah, I reckon I destroyed my hearing a lot in my younger days. Now I'm trying to ease back on it, but yeah, I yeah, well, I, I want well. to hear everything. Yeah, I was going to ask, do you have any hearing issues? Yeah, how are you? Do you have tinnitus or anything? What? <laughs> <laughs> No, I don't. Uh, I actually, I've had the card of an audiologist uh, that is nearby me. Though I'm, I'm gonna go and get, I'm gonna go get a checkup, boys, because yeah. I do gigs a lot. I, I kind of only use in ears now, but it's still quite loud. And mm-hmm. I've been when I lay down at night to sleep, and I hear this kind of like this kind of weird. Scratchy. It's not. Scratchy. It's not a. It's not a ringing. It's kind of like. Do you know when you're like, you yawn really big and you hear this kind of... Yeah, the crackling. It's kind of like a... I don't know how to describe it. It's, I don't think it's tinnitus. I think I would know if I had... How does it go? It's actually, it's kind of like that. Yeah, like when you... That little pop when you stretch, right? It's not a pop though. It's just like a constant. Well, I can... So, because I've, I've had a lot of... I've got tinnitus. Oh, um, okay. I, I've, I visit the Lions Hearing Institute quite a bit. Um... So I, yeah, I've got full tinnitus. I haven't lost any hearing. Is it? Got, is it like that? Twenty four seven. Oh my god! Time. Yeah. So I'm terrified yeah. of getting that. Uh, but also, because um, I've actually had some uh, ear problems since I was a kid. Okay. You can sometimes get this crackling sound. It's going to sound disgusting to listeners, but it's dead skin inside of the ear. Oh. Yeah. So yeah. and so every now and then I go and get my ears cleaned out. Oh, a nice, yeah. a nice big syringe of warm water. That. Just, it's heaven. That yeah. feeling is fucking amazing. Are I you guys? It, like, I call it the brain enema. <laughs> yeah, because that's what it feels like, right? I'm. I. Do you guys clean your ears with like Q-tips? No, no. I heard that's not that great, right? Yeah, I heard that my whole life, and it hasn't stopped me. <laughs> is and it, I have yeah, zero regrets. I've done it before, and you get it to a certain point, and you just want you. There's something inside of you that just wants to stick it deeper. No, be- no, because I've done that and it hurts bad. <laughs> it hurts big time. It's even worse when you like plug up even more wax into your eardrum. See, like people always say that and I don't like, yeah, like, call me crazy. People listening out there, if, you're, if you've got the right technique, mm. it's fine. Okay. And my, my suggestion for one of life's little pleasures, you know, that you can get natural, like a natural high is you get two Q-tips and you go in stereo. None of this one ear at a time bullshit. You want both of them, right? And you get right in there. And then you've got this like this stereo image of your ear canals and you can clean them better. Do you do the twist? Uh, you twist. twist. <laughs> oh, you do the twist. You get a twist, scoop, yeah. twizzle. Uh, twist, scoop, and get out of there. And get out of there. Yeah, It's heaven. No, I'm always paranoid of like shoving more shit in there and then getting an infection or something. You know I shoved mean? a lot. I, I did that. I got, oh man. I shoved a lot of, oh God. <laughs> put a lot of things in my body. Oh. You know, like I've, I've had to get an ear flush out and then there's like a rolled up piece of toilet paper that I've jammed <laughs> in there because this is not, this is going to gigs that are so loud. And there's it's like, like a whole yeah. chicken wing. I'm like, like, oh my God, this gig. <laughs> there's food in Nando's. There. <laughs> there's a chicken Supreme burger in there. Oh man. 
Yeah, and then one time at Amps, I had one of those little foamies and I ripped in half and I just stuck it in there. I'm pretty sure I was quite drunk at the time and it eventually worked its way right in. So the the bouncers at Amps have been like sitting down and they're getting like keys and stuff to try and like pincer it out of my ear. Eventually just went to uh, the hospital. Damn. It felt so good getting taken out. It was almost worth it. Am I sick? (laughs) (laughs) No, not at all. Uh, By the way, you you introduced me to my first um, Guinness. Yes. Thank you for doing that. No worries. It's the Guinness Extra Stout. Okay. Uh, which is less uh, less milky, less creamy mm-hmm. than the, the okay. draft. I, I've never never tried Guinness. I've always gone for beer. I, I like almost live in Irish pubs now. Okay. And my father-in-law is a, an You're Irish publican. Okay. So right. it's like Guinness is just, it's a part of who I am these days. Is, it, is it actually the true thing about Guinness that the bubbles go down? Uh... I'm just trying to think about it because when you watch it get poured from a uh, from a tap, mm. yeah, it does. I don't know. No, cascade. I thought that was meant to be the thing about Guinness is the bubbles go down. I don't know. Mm. I don't know, and I feel like I should know that because I, I have. Say, I feel like I should know that. I have been to the Guinness storehouse, yeah, um, in in Dublin, which was, a, you know, if we ever get to leave the country again, you should go check that out. It's delicious, man. It's so good, right? It's really, uh, now I think now I'm getting it. I think back back then. <laughs> You're gonna say, now I'm an alcoholic. <laughs> no, I mean, like, the, thank you. <laughs> I, th- I think I get the appeal. Like, the, there's a thickness to it. There's a heartiness to it, but it's also beery. Like, it's, it's not just, too. Yeah, it's not like it's not super effervescent. So you're not like. That's why I brought Guinness mm. to a podcast instead of like some. That is smart. That's and when smart, you're man. when you're playing at these venues. And you want you need a drink, you know. <clears throat> would you Would you like another one? It's hard to. Uh, another one? Do you want another one? Uh, yeah, yeah. I'll, sure. yeah, I'll one. have one more, and yeah, that's yeah. it. Yeah, we're doing drinks orders. Yeah, cool. <laughs> uh, so what else is new? We're gonna keep rolling. Keep rolling. Yeah, All we're right, gonna cool. keep rolling. You're okay. You You. I'm okay. great. Yeah. I'm having fun. It's good to see you because I yeah. haven't seen no, you. It in is. Yeah, maybe two years or something. Like I'm. I'm. I'm trying to come out of my shell. I think for three years I just put my head down, worked, got off social media. Yeah, you know, I, I kind of needed that. I kind of learned that about you because I listened yeah. to, yeah, like I mean, this is, I don't know, might be a bit lame or whatever, but um, I listened to your episode with Rob, Rob Nassif. Yeah, yep, yep, yep. Shout out Rob, Rob Nassif from the yeah. House, yeah, yeah. We're sitting in his brand new room, and you know, like it was last week or the week before, and I was just doing chores around the house, and I just had the the, the oh, cool. headphones in, just listening away, and it was like. It's really, it was really like a wholesome episode. Like yeah, I haven't, was, I, yeah. I haven't spoken to Rob in ages, but you know, you've jammed here, right? You've yeah, here I, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, the thing is, like, everyone's kind of bumped into him or had some encounter with him, and it's like he's never ever been anything but totally lovely. Mm-hmm. And then just be hearing you, hearing you kind of talk about that stuff as well, and like how you just took a break, and like you know, you sounded, you sounded good, and it was like it was listening to an old friend sounds like he was in a good place in his life. And that was, no, was, that's really cool. It was yeah. nice to hear. It was like wholesome. Yeah. That's like, oh man, it would be cool to come back, you know? Yeah. And do another. Yeah, definitely. And Rob, Rob is one of those people. You're one of those people as well that oh, you, you have, you have an energy about you that elevates people around you. It's like, and I think that that is what is really cool when we hang out. Is time that, is precious, yeah. hey. Yeah, and that too. Yeah, and and vibe is like that's why I love doing these cover gigs with the Healy's and and Ash as well. It's like it, they're nothing but value adding people, and it's like when you get 
I don't know, it's like when you hit 30 or something like that, you're like, oh, fuck, well, I, don't, I don't need any more new friends that aren't just GCs, you know? And it's like, what's the point? Why, why bother being around? I've done gigs with people and they're like miserable. It's like, I'd, I'd, you know, like the old saying about jamming with someone, you could be like the world's best drummer or whatever and be a complete dick. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, yeah. I would rather have a crap drummer that's on time and like is really lovely to be around. Yeah, yeah. Or is not Gavin Harrison or whatever, you know? <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, and uh, you were so young when I first jammed with you. I think so you, you were in high school. I was in year 12. Year 12. Yeah. That was insane. Oh, do you want to pour this? Can, can I pour it for you? Yeah, yeah. No, keep, keep, talk, keep, yeah, talk, yeah. keep talking. I just want to do a bit of uh, science, scientific experiment. Oh, okay, yeah. Obs- observation, really. You're see the bubbles, Look, right? keep in mind that this one is the extra stout, though. So it is. it differs from the Guinness draft cans insofar as that it uh it does not have a it's called a widget i'm pretty sure oh that might be the thing that might that's that's the little hollow plastic ball that won some kind of nobel prize or something for ingenuity um what what is the purpose of that ball it it regulates did i pull that really badly yes a lot of froth you fucked up i fucked up well i I, I haven't drank that'll settle i'm just (laughs) i'm kind of so, Alex, I've actually been so well. I was sober for almost over a month. Okay, and then I had a bit of a drink, and now I'm doing dry July. So, nice. me and well, beer is not uh, working together quite well. Well done, though. That's you've cool. Ca- you've come a long way. You've come a long yeah. way. I'm all for that. You know, you do you, man. That was a really bad pour. That's Sorry. okay. That's a lot of head. Maybe don't hold it up to the camera because there'll <laughs> there'll be a lot of beer drinkers that are just you're going to get annihilated now. Shaking there. That's fine. <laughs> I'll take that one. If you guys want to talk about <laughs> Johnny's pouring, um, head to pouring uh, subreddit. Oh, this is fun as fuck. But uh, yeah, what's okay? So the other, the other, the newer, the newer thing is I, I started studying. Okay. Uh, I'm a mature age student now. Oh my god, that's so weird to hear because I I always look at you as a bit like a a 17 year old still. I don't know why. <laughs> that's kind of cool. I know. Let's keep that. I like. I, I like mean, that. It's like a timeless, you know. I'm the a seventeen year old that got struck with male pattern baldness way too early. <laughs> I, I I'm I'm gonna have a sip. Yeah, go for it. Have a sip, yeah. Tell me what you think. <laughs> uh, the beer has gone bad. The beer is off. No. <laughs> Good. It's all right. Yeah. Yeah. I think I've, I've never really well, been just be careful what you're saying, right? <laughs> <laughs> no, I've never really been a stout person, but it's all right. You've always been rather on the skinny side, though, haven't you, Johnny? Yeah. Ah. See, I'm so ready to be a dad. <laughs> but, but I think when, when people can click musically, there's something really special in that. And, I, and I'm sure you've hit like, those moments in gigs or jam rooms or when you're just yeah. fucking around where you connect and there's something weird that happens in the air. We, we've talked about this before. And you get goosebumps. Mm. You literally get goosebumps when you lock in and especially a rhythm section that's really powerful together i still remember we would just us fucking around we would be able to you know gel a lot yeah yeah i played with a lot of bass players and and you're definitely up there i'm definitely one of them (laughs) (laughs) and you're certainly one of them yeah no uh but uh you know in terms of like just connecting well you know what it was funny because the way i remember it it was like the guys the other guys in the band were like oh um yeah, Peter, our drummer, he he can't do it anymore or whatever. He's he's out. Oh no, I think what happened is he went AWOL or he did something weird. I can't remember. It was so long ago. Yeah. 
anyway, he's like, oh yeah, we're jamming with this new guy who's in the band. <laughs> All right, cool. So I'll, you know, like I used to carry my bass in a huge case um, around at school all day and then catch, what do I do? Oh, I'd catch a, a train into the city and then catch a bus all the way to Murdoch Uni where we jam with my bass. Mm-hmm. I listen to my discman and I have like, you know, my CD wallet with me and then play. And then, yeah, it was like, I think I met you, you were, you were just like, oh, you're in the band now. Same with Hannah. Like I had no say yeah. in it. So <laughs> the, the pre- it was fucked up. The pre- I was like, am I not in this band? I know that I'm like, I'm, I'm 16, but fuck guys. I wanted to give people a history lesson. So for Seraphim, our old band, um, Reagan, uh, a girl Regan. named Re- Regan Derry, I Derry, yep. Uh, mm-hmm. was the original singer for Seraphim. Yeah. I pretty much just literally crashed the party. I was not involved in, like, the inception of the band or anything. But Reagan, Regan? Reagan? Oh, my God. Sorry. Regan? Regan. Regan went on <laughs> to do... Um, uh, Haves of shit. A lot of shit, right? <laughs> she was on TV a lot. I, re- I, I remember seeing a, her on yeah. TV a lot. Um, what was it? Uh, what was she on? That, the, not the voice. The um, well, something she, like that. She was on Australian Idol, that's, and, that's and right, Australia's yeah. Got Talent, and that's she right. was involved in a duo with, uh, what were they called? I can't remember, but the wife of Kyle Sanderlands, and she's like, man, she's a career singer. Like, yeah, she's like, <sighs> that's her life. Like, she's you remember and she's I an remember incredible that, singer. Because didn't yeah. she got in a bit of controversy? Not controversy, but. Because she did a carnival cover on yeah. Australian Idol. <laughs> and and Dicko was like, look, if you're going to do a, a cover, do it with some known band or something like that, right? Or yeah. Mark Holden had a yeah. problem with it. No, Mark Holden, I think, flamed that, like that. Because uh, I remember that, yeah, f- for doing a carnival song yeah. on uh, it Australian was, Idol. Um, off the Martyr? It was off yeah. the Martyr. Yeah. Um, I know the one. I should know this song. I know. Um, I know the so one. So good <laughs> that to one, yeah. see. That one. Um, oh, my God. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Drew. <laughs> no, I've, I've got so much on... on um, but, yeah, it. she... It's their biggest, <laughs> most well-known <laughs> song. But how silly was that, you know, to, to say something like that? Um, but I guess it is... Oh, no, I fucked it. <laughs> like, I poured that one great. Look, I can do it. <laughs> Sorry, man. It is hard. No, I just... Like, I don't know. It's just what happened. Yeah. 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 Uh, cheers, everybody. Cheers. You want, you want to have a have a sip of that? No, I'm, I'm still going on this uh, couple of meals. I know I've always been a lager person, just a straight lager. I don't like fr- I don't like those fruity flavors. Mm. Except there is uh, the Bush Shack Brewery down south. Do a cola beer beer. You know, yes, Kirk's cola beer. I've got it. Some in my fridge. Oh, that is some of the it's best cool shit. Because it's just cola beer, but it tastes like beer. Um, the, <laughs> the song was actually called Tomato. Yeah, oh, I know that. Yeah, okay, yeah, no, no, I, I wanted to <laughs> I verify. You, that's what yeah, I, no, I yeah, know, you, knew that. you knew that as well, man. You know? I wanted, no, I just wanted to, because I, I, my mind plays tricks on me now, so I wanted to be, yeah. So I was right. Yeah, yeah you were right. Yes, right. see? Thank but you I much. definitely knew that was off the matter. Oh, my God. Uh, <laughs> I remember Roland showing, Roland Lim, who is the guitarist of Seraphim, mm-hmm. that album just came out. And uh, yeah, he showed it to me. He's like, yeah, check out this uh, kind of wool. And I'd like, I was like, oh my God. It's like, he's like, listen to the kick sound. And it's like in Perth, like the production was just insane. Awesome. Insane. I have a memory of Roland 
and Kenny jamming in the alleyway of uh, Amplifier. I think Roland was out there with an acoustic guitar. And Kenny comes along. And the next thing you know, Ke- uh, Roland's jamming. Kenny's singing just in the alleyway of Amplifier. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? If only phones were around <laughs> back then. The cats really Man, you know how you, you mentioned... Um, yeah, that I've, I've, I've got a lot of memories. Um, Where do we start? I feel like there's not... <laughs> I almost don't want it. Like, you know, like, let's keep them to ourselves. <laughs> <'Cause> <laughs> Should have bought some of those photos. Um, <laughs> what, what were you thinking of? Uh, is this... Is, there's almost too much to talk about. Can we not make it seven years before you come back on the podcast? Yeah, it's yeah. too much. Yeah. Um, no, I mean, like, yeah. Where, where do you where do you begin? I know, like, I know. Um, yeah. Mm. <laughs> no, no. I, this is this is what it's like. Like, I get overwhelmed with the amount of things to talk to. I don't even know where to begin. Yeah. Well, I mean, like hearing Thamata for the first time was one of those cool moments where you're like, holy shit! And uh, someone from I think Matt from Discord posted a video of like Discord opening for Carnival at the Foundry, <laughs> which in Cannington, in Cannington, which oh, we played, wow. we played that together. Yeah, yeah, I saw Cog there. Yeah, I remember. That's right. Yeah, and they, another amazing fucking band. Isn't that That's wild? So good. Yeah, yeah. Th- there's another band that changed my life. Yeah, Cog. Um, Cog. The the drummer. Just watching Lucius on drums. Yeah, one of the best I drummers in Australia. I think at, yeah. at that period. They weren't heavy enough for me, not by a long shot. Like I was like, I was listening to Cryptopsy and fucking Immortal and like the heaviest shit that I could find. Like Psychroptic were like from Tasmania. They're like, no, that's the Australian band at the moment. Like Psychroptic. Um, amazing tech death. Oh, and David Haley as a drummer. Yeah, he's up there for sure. Um, but Cog didn't hit me until my early 20s maybe. Yeah. Until I was your age when I was 17 you guys were listening to it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, Fuck yeah. Like, yeah. this is so cool. I think it was the 1998 Big Day Out. Um, me and a friend, Kelvin. Uh, I did a, a bunch of tool covers with one of my friends um, named Kelvin. Shout out, Kelvin. But we went to... They were playing one of the side stages, really small. Um, I literally think there were maybe 50 people at best for their slot at, at like, what? midday. What, 98? Sorry. No, it would have been 2001, 2002. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, yeah, about 2001. Um, this is when the EPs just came out. Um, just That's right. Visi- just Be- visiting part one, part Before two. Before New Normal, right? Yeah, yeah. yep. Um, and I had... I remember th- there was only like 50 people up at the barrier and, and no one else. But I remember as soon as I heard like the opening part of that song, Bondi. Have you heard that, that the old stuff? Like yeah, would, yeah, I would have done. Yeah, yeah. I had never heard the guitar tone so low. Yeah. And it was he was playing Flynn was playing through like two amplifiers. And he had two different the, s- the stereo te- yeah. signal chain, yeah. Two yeah. different textures. But, Fuck but yeah. he would like be playing on one level and you go, Oh, that's as that's as heavy as it's gonna get. And then you, he would click into another pedal and you would hear it in stereo. Yeah. And you would feel like I felt the bass like rumbling my chest and I was like, This is a so t- a cool. tone that I've never heard before. Yeah, like it was that heavy, and I think it was like drop, drop something. Definitely, at least drop D. I'm pretty sure. I think it was even <clears throat> C potentially or lower. I'm not too sure, but it, it sounded like four guitars were playing. Having stereo, and you can do these really cool things where you, you know, 
I mean, it's such an old trick, but not a lot of people do it. But, you know, you get like a delay pedal or something and you have like a, a millisecond delay. So it sounds like a little bit off. It sounds mm -hmm. like there's two kind of people playing it. Mm -hmm. Do you guys, did you guys, did you get into Dredge, the, the band Dredge? I remember them. Yeah, they're, them? they're very, very um, technical. Well, they're similar kind of deal. Like mm -hmm. the singer would play like uh, a lap steel and the guitarist had just like a stereo sound. I'm pretty sure I saw them at some festival. I can't remember where, but. Mm -hmm. standing in the middle hearing that stereo image of the guitar is like oh so good it's such a pain in the ass to set up stereo you need to double everything right you know yeah. well i used to because um my old line six had the uh the double tracking the line six better oh yeah yeah had the uh the double tracking so it actually take the signal create a second signal and offset it a little bit so it actually create two sounds nice and then i actually run eventually run it through to, i've done it at amplifier I had two speakers a left and a right so I'd have like one riff like did it dent 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 just on one, and then kick it into the second one, yeah, and then the two together. So did it dent dent. The sound goes like fuck, <laughs> really stereo. Oh, <laughs> yeah, fucking guitarists, mate. <laughs> yeah, it was fun. It was good. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So many cool bands back then. Butterfly Effect. I, that's that was when I saw them. I, I couldn't. I don't think I've ever heard them or of like I know about them, mm -hmm. but I've they, never. They were yeah, a cool band. A lot of cool bands came out like through that era. But I, I I come from the days of like Sunk Loto. Remember Sunk Loto? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Holy, some of the best bands. Like I, I was in high school listening to that shit. Sunk Loto. Sunk Why, Loto. I just imagine dreads. There's dreadlocks in there somewhere, There's right? Yeah. I, I'm pretty sure this singer had. Or am I thinking of POD? No, no, no. no, no I think Sunk, Sunk Loto had, had the, uh, the, the the surfy the short surfy blonde dreadlocks, didn't he? Yeah, and I think yeah. that they even had kind of a Deftonesy sound back then. That was when the you know Deftones were coming in as you know. Yeah, one of the popular bands. Can we all agree time. how, like, in the sea of all this, mm -hmm. no one fucking sounds like Corn? Yeah, like not Absolutely, one other band. Yeah. Mm. Not at all. They changed my when I heard Blind. That was my first song I ever heard Ooh, by Corn, yeah. and once again, I didn't know guitars could go that low and that heavy. Do -dum -dum -dum. Yep. Follow the leader. Yep. <coughs> mm -hmm. And just David, David on, on tape cassette. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah oh, but the, so the drumming and that there was a. California hip hop influence in, totally. in the drumming. Yeah, and yeah. You had Fieldy that was a full on, you know, into hip hop and stuff. Yep. And there was a. They had Ice Cube on Follow yeah. the Leader. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. That was the Family Values era where they had Orgy, Corn, yeah, yeah. Manson. There's a whole Family people. Values tribute gig happening in like a couple of weeks, I think. Oh, no shit. Yeah. Yeah. Did all, all those, yep. that, yeah, all the new metal. Does anyone remember back the uh, on Follow the Leader CD? They had all those like bonus tracks and yeah. little feature videos at the end, uh, where Corn and uh, Monkey and Head are jamming in the studio with Steve Vai. Yeah, oh really? All doing the yeah. the, 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 the Ibanez uh, <laughs> type thing. Oh, right. Steve yeah, Vai yeah. in the studio, and they're just having this yeah. massive jam. That's fucking good. I was going through a lot of health problems at that time, and Corn was soundtrack to your recovery. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Absolutely. Wow. Yeah. Absolutely. And I do remember seeing. Steve Vai jamming with Monkey and Head, mm -hmm. and they had the it was an extras CD yeah. on the yeah. Follow the Leader. They had a third CD or something, or maybe it was a double. I think because yeah, I think back then the CDs had had music tracks, but they also had video. Yeah, if you put some into, of them into yeah. a computer, yes. it's like a yeah. CD-ROM, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's yeah. wild. I just remember like plugging the tape in and listening to it with my mum. You know, we'd drive around in the old Commodore, and you know, there's like. <laughs> Some of the lyrics are so like, oh God, you know, it's like those first moments where you hid swear words and like sexual references in front of your parents and yeah. like your little sister. 
It's kind of like a weird it's feeling. A weird feeling right? My yeah. dick is bigger than yours. <laughs> I'm like, oh, fuck. Ooh, say what, say what. Yeah. <laughs> Fred oh Durst God. is on there as well. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Oh, my God. Yeah. So good. No, um, Wes from Limp Bizkit was my favorite guy because he was so wacky and out there. Yeah, I, I until recently, I didn't think anything of, of him, right? Yeah. Um, Cam, who's in, I think he's in the Limp Biscuit band. I did the Soundgarden tribute with him a couple of years ago. He's been posting uh, videos on his uh, Instagram of him playing some of these riffs. And it's the precursor to Gent. It's almost like mm. some of these riffs, I had no idea they're buried un- underneath the shit fuckery of Fred Durst and whatever <laughs> else. Like, yeah. And these, these riffs, if like, if you strip everything back, you're like, wow, you've, you've come before... Uh, periphery, you've come before textures, like the stuff that the guitar work alone is doing is like. Mm. Well, he was doing unique weird, stuff like weird, playing wacky and awesome, taking off the top strings of his guitar and just playing four strings. Yeah, I should like that. Mm-hmm. Why don't you just don't play the other strings? <laughs> yeah, well, I don't think you did. Yeah, because <laughs> that wouldn't be cool, Alex. <laughs> I'm coming from the guy that's worked in the guitar shop for eight years. I like, know. <laughs> like, oh man, can we put like you know like. You know, like double bass, flat wound strings on my daughter's like three quarter size classical. It's like, uh, why? <laughs> There's see, other ways you can do stuff, you know. See, I I grew Just up don't play those two strings, and then you can maintain the tension yeah. of the instrument. You well, won't have to mess with the Floyd resonant. Like I grew up always wanting a seven string because of corn. Yeah, mm. never never got one, and I remember looking at them going, they look too big for my hands. So I got to the point where I just tuned all the six strings low and just, just never use a high string. They played, yeah, yeah. they played Ibanezes, right? Custom Ibanezes. Yeah. Yeah. Even me as a teen, I was like, how do they... Because I remember seeing their hands when they played it. Wow. And I was like, the fretboard is... You have to stretch so hard it's and huge. to reach and, the top. And now look at fretboards, like, like Ormsby guitars, where it's like that, that mm. wave. Fan it's fret. just crazy shit now. Yeah. Yep. And, uh, and eight strings and, you know. Eight strings? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Holy fuck! I know. Uh, can I throw out a, a, a? I think you're a big Devin Townsend fan, aren't you? Yeah. Yeah. I fucking know that um album that he did, that was really different. The Devin Townsend project. Yeah. Which that song Coast. The coast. The coast. Yes. Coast. Key. Key. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's yeah. It, yeah. Yeah. That's some wild shit. I love that album, and I love Ghost as well. Have you heard Ghost? I love Ghost. Mm-hmm. They are fantastic. They are. At, I, when no, 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 not Ghost the Band. Ghost oh. the Album. Okay, yeah, okay. Yeah, I think I'm But also the Ghost the Band. No, no, not a fan. Not a fan? <laughs> no, fuck oh, them. Oh, shit. No, no, not fuck them. I, like, <laughs> they, I know their imagery is a bit, yeah. No, I... I is, for it me, the, is it the, 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 the music? That? Yeah, it's the music. Yeah. It's, it's, you know, I like, it's hard... Whenever I like flame a band on like music, it's 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 hard as a musician. I feel like a real prick and a dick when I like, nah, that's fucked. I don't like it because of this these yeah. reasons. But I I feel like I I've earned the right to be really super opinionated yeah, and that's fine. a, a bastard about about music in particular. But yeah. no, for me, it's like I've watched them live and be like, I don't get it. I feel like Principal Skinner, you know? Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. it's the children that are. Yeah, yeah. Okay. maybe I am out of touch. <laughs> no. It's the children that are wrong. <laughs> That's how I feel watching Ghost. I, I just, I don't get it. I it doesn't, it, yeah. do, it, it, it's like. What about music, even musically? Because the, the only thing that appealed to me was that very uh, proggy, melodic sound that kind of ballady, but kind of classic rock sounding, you know? Yeah, maybe that's why I don't like it. Exactly, that's probably why you don't, yeah. You know, like, um, 
I tell you, a cool band that has that like that kind of more vintage vibe. Drab Majesty. I got into them. Mm-hmm. I think last year. So cool. What they so called? so cool. What they called again? Uh, Drab Majesty. Okay. As my, I think it was the album I listened to the most last year. Um, wow. Uh, Modern Mirror. Just. So much good shit. Got deluxe gothic. It's it's all made now. It's all it's a new new stuff, but it yeah harkens back to that that dark eighties nice goth kind of like Sisters of Mercy and like nice. um, type of not not even type of negative, but maybe like the damned a little bit. Mm. This it's just and what's cool about it is that the main songwriter Deb Demure, I think is his stage name. Mm-hmm. He's actually a drummer that picked up a guitar. And he learnt and and just does all these pr- cool production stuff and mm. comes I from a really a really weird and non traditional angle, but mm. he plays shit that you're like, only someone that doesn't know what the fuck they're doing will will play it like that because it's incorrect mm. or it's weird. You know, it's it's not, yeah, it's not I, traditional or conventional. I think something special happens when people use the instrument that they don't have a background in necessarily because they, they come at it from an angle that's really fresh. And I yep. think, I don't know, it's weird. When you get really good at a certain instrument, it's hard to be naive and childlike yeah. about it because you kind of get cynical. You kind of... Um, you fall back on the shit that you're just, you know, you're good at. Exactly, yeah. And also you overanalyze what you're doing maybe sometimes. Yep. And like sometimes being a bit childlike and going, well, this might not work, but maybe there's a new thing in that not working. Maybe You're, that can be a thing. Yeah, know? yeah. Um, the element of play. Yeah, exactly. That goes away and you, you kind of, not play it safe, but you, you stick to, to you know, you go the, the path of least resistance. Kind of, you, you go with what feels, you know, comfortable and safe, which yeah. is not always necessarily the best thing. You, you adopt know? a fixed mindset. Yeah. Instead of a growth mindset. Thanks, Alex. <laughs> Therapist, Alex. <laughs> yeah, no, no that, that's um, that's very true. Yeah, so like, it, I think that for me, it's like always been a battle to um, remain childlike and just to maybe do things that aren't comfortable. Really, like I, I really strip back my set, my um, drum setup. You know, to yeah, be, to be super minimal. <clears throat> um, you were you were definitely what you were doing with the drums was the first that I'd ever seen anyone do, like. Do you know what? This is really cool. You were the first person I've I think I've ever seen, or at least I was aware of, do a rim shot on the snare. Oh no! Wow! Wow! Um, and I hated it at first. I was like, "Why is every time Daryl hits the snare, it's it's ear piercing and it's so loud?" <laughs> and I just like it wasn't like a dish 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 like I all the other drummers I'd jam with before then. Um. And then it's like, oh, why doesn't every drum sound this good? Like, I remember you rim shot so much that you had to get the rim of your drum repaired because it, it, it dipped. Yeah. It <laughs> dipped down. Literally after one show, it would be concave. Like, yeah. it would be tipping down because yeah. I'd lean into every shot, like, super hard. Yeah. I love yeah. that so much. And it, it's so, you know, no wonder you love Lucius Boric so much, like, yeah, it's just like drummers, yeah. r- rim shotting. Just sounds. You know what it is? It what the only thing that is better than the sound of a rim shot is the feel 
of a rim shot. You feel it, right? You feel the wind <laughs> of it, yeah. right? <laughs> and, and it's not guaranteed each time, right? So no. if you're drumming a lot, you're like, gluck, gluck, and then gluck. Mm-hmm. You, yep. miss, you miss like two of every ten. Exactly, yeah. Or more, you know. Yeah, me, yeah. Like missing a string when you're playing. Like, just yeah. Like that bung note. But when it, it, no, it's more like a harmonic, right? Like yeah. Sometimes you hit it super, and then sometimes you get a dud and you miss it. Like, And I, th- yeah. I think that's part of that risk that I really like about Leaning into a rim shot and yeah. hearing it, mm. it cracks like a whip. Oh right? my god! And, and it just, <laughs> it just, you can feel the sound mm. wave just penetrate your soul. Oh, and totally! Just and I, I kill would do, you. I would do momentarily, like um, flip the play, play the sticks reverse. Yeah, so it's louder. <laughs> yeah, so it's even louder. So yeah, man, why am I? Why is my hearing so fucked? <laughs> I wonder why I have tinnitus. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Daryl's only my second favorite drummer. Mike, oh. Mike Murphy's number one because I met him first. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'll, pay, I'll, I'll pay that. He's, a, he's an, an, another, he great, yeah, yeah. another I, great drummer. I met him independently th- when I was a teenager through a different yeah. friend. And it was like, yeah, man, you should hear Mike play. He plays like all the Danny Carey stuff. Oh, he, he can play full like, fucking hands down. So yeah. we're actually working on a... Um, and then I saw him in Boys, Boys, Boys when I was like, this doesn't <laughs> sound like Tool. <laughs> <laughs> I know. What, what happened to all the metal drummers going indie? Yeah. Yeah. Uh. yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Wanting a challenge, I guess. Yeah. yeah. You got you got a cover thing. With, yeah, so with Mike, uh w- me and Mike and a few other guys have been working on a nails, ninja nails thing. Cool. Yeah, it it was gonna it w- started off as a Manson thing. But then, I heard uh, I heard that on the podcast. Yeah, it was like then, a, uh, that had it's not Rob Zombie. Uh, it's not Rob not Zombie. zombie. <laughs> 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 no, nah, that, that got uh pulled because of uh Obvious reasons. Manson. Yeah. Oh, because of the removal of the ribs to suck himself off. Yeah, kind of yeah. Thing. I, I couldn't. I didn't want to go through with that. The, myth has uh, just yeah. plagued him for <laughs> decades, hasn't it? You didn't want to do that live on stage. Yeah, no, no, okay. no, 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 not for that. Not that reason. But yeah, no, we're working on a na- nine nails thing at the moment. Didn't he eat like a puppy? Or that was the story that he he ate a puppy. He killed a puppy and threw it into the front row of the audience. So I remember being a kid and hearing that that myth as well. Yeah, I don't think that was any yeah, of that was true. I don't think it was true. I don't know. Well, Ozzy Osbourne did bite the head off a bat and throw it in the crowd. That's, yeah, that's yeah. true. <laughs> I think it was kind of that, something <laughs> of that ilk. I heard that he did that in a meeting with a record label. Or like during a film shoot or something. Who? A uh, uh, thingy. The Ozzy or the Manson one? Ozzy. Oh, it was apparently on stage. On stage, he bit. Yeah. Him? Okay, okay. Because well, the yeah, story someone th- th- he thought it was a, a, a rubber rubber, rubber thing. Oh, that's yeah. right, that's right. And it was yeah. real. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And go get go and get a rabies shot. Yeah, yeah. Come from the guy that used to snort ants, but I don't know. Yeah, snorting <laughs> ants. I think <laughs> I think like yeah, eating the head of a, a dead bat is definitely <laughs> an upgrade from snorting <laughs> snorting ants. And there was never any any outbreak of COVID. Um, <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> it would have been something else, yeah. Marilyn Manson, once he sucked himself off, he got COVID. Well, I heard that. <laughs> Imagine if the cure for COVID was Manson sucking you off. That'd be all right. <laughs> better than a needle in the arm, isn't it? Being sucked off. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, I have a feeling we should end this. <laughs> I don't know where you're going with that one. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know either. <laughs> but it's good to see you, man. Likewise. Are yeah. we wrapping this up? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. We can keep going if you want. I'm just worried that we'll run out of battery. That, that should be all right, though, for another, another 10 minutes. We'll keep but we, we, I'm trying not to leave things too long. Like yeah. some of the catch-ups I've been, ha- I've been having, like when I count the years, it's like, wow. Like five years has just gone by super quickly. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah, we're just in our bubbles and, and stuff like that. So I'm trying to reach out and get that old crew just all mm. mingling and back together. I was say, yeah, because you're, you're still working at the, the music shop, can we? 
So yeah, very know. little. Yeah, I was going to say because uh, I, I ran into you. When was it? Yeah, it was mid last year yeah. sometime. Because I was like, yeah. oh, I only saw Johnny not long ago. And I was like, oh, fuck, that was like nine months ago. <laughs> yeah. That was pre COVID. <laughs> but uh, no, I, I, well, I started to say this before, but I'm studying graphic design now at TAFE. Cool. Oh, yeah. Semester one is over. So um, uh, it's literally the only thing not music related that was, I've done ever in my life almost. I was going to, I was cool. I, st- I've, I was going to give you a tip because I studied graphic design for two, three years. Yeah. Once once you graduate, forget everything you've learned because it all changes. Yeah. <laughs> the, whole, the whole industry will be changed by the time you different. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But mm. I'll be different as well, Johnny. <laughs> I will have grown with the industry. It's, yeah. it's always useful having a, like a foundation. Oh, man. Mm. You know what the beauty of it is? I, Almost anything in life that's like that artistically, I can just it, I can bring it back to music mm-hmm. somehow. Yep, and it's it's man, it's 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 everything. It's it's like I I almost know that music isn't music's just my choice of medium, but whatever it is that's in me that wants to create music is the same part of me that loves creating like visual stuff, mm-hmm. and it's just getting to to do that. What like what you're talking about getting out of your comfort zone and shit? That's the same. It's like I know exactly what I want to design and what I want to do. I just don't have the skills to do it, but I need to just like hang in there and like you know learn smoke on the water, on the laptop. <laughs> you know, like Photoshop. Exactly. You know, uh, got to like just take the baby steps and and learn yeah how to do stuff. And I think it's good for. I think it's yeah, it's good for you. Man, I went to. I did music. At, you did music. You guys did I think music at TAFE, right? Both of us yeah. did the. Uh, I did Cert Three. Yeah, yeah. I, I did. I did. We did the advanced diploma. I, 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 I think I did all of them. Yeah, I didn't pass every all single TAFE. <laughs> I, I, I did all of it. All the music. I, I, because I, I did. I enrolled in TAFE in music as a sixteen-year-old, straight after high school, and I just left. Like I just bailed on it, mm. and I was like. I look back on it and I was like, why did I, like, why did I do that? was really stupid. But I just wasn't, ge- I wasn't getting what I wanted out of it. And I was like, well, I just, I'll just leave. And I was like, I should have really seen it through. And now being one of these annoying mature age students, I'm like getting all the notes down and, you know, <laughs> I'm actually enjoying studying for literally the first time in my life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, I totally See what you mean. We've 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 yeah. said that before. Is um, studying later in life is probably you probably retain more and you probably actually put more effort into the whole learning than you would when you're much younger. Well, I just think you appreciate it more. And mm. I think I, I, I know what it is for me. Yeah, and it's something that like it's affected me like greatly. And it's just the growth mindset. Yeah, I feel kind of like a Christian, like trying to like tell people about God when I mention this kind of stuff, but. I realized that, like, that my entire childhood, I was in a fixed mindset mm-hmm. and um, I was just like, I'd fall back on what I was good at. And then anything that was a new challenge, I would, didn't have the discipline to work hard enough to like get the results and do stuff. Mm-hmm. And then once it's kind of like, I read this book by uh, Carol Dweck, it's called Mindset. Highly recommend for anyone that feels like they're in a rut or like they're not just getting anywhere and they're like, they procrastinate heaps and they like come up against issues and stuff uh, with like developing themselves. But I read this thing where it was like in the book, it says like children 
can like learn this fixed mindset and stay in it. And once you, once these kids have this, it's like you fail at a test because you didn't work hard enough. You didn't study enough for it. So you fail the test. I failed. Therefore I am a failure. And that's what I carried with me up till last year. It's wild. Mm. I was like, holy shit. I'm like, I didn't like uni just freaked the fuck out of me. It's like, there's no way I, I don't want to do anything at uni, but I'm, I'm too dumb to do that. I can't do that. So stay in my lane, stay in music, stay what I know that I'm good at. And then, um, fucking rock and roll, man. That's all you man. get. <laughs> yeah. I see, I see what you mean though. Like, I, I think a lot of us carry trauma for so long that we don't know is really it's there. habits as well man mm. it's bad habits it's bad it's bad habits but a lot of it as well is like things that you never thought would affect you like things that happened as a child or in primary school or that time that you were laughed at and it it really you carry that and it affects how you approach things as an adult like totally so much of what we're so much of my walls are literally things fear of things happening again because I failed at it before or I made an ass out of myself or, you know, things like that. But it's amazing how much we carry on our shoulders sub subconsciously. 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 Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think things like addiction, things like how we treat our bodies and how much we love ourselves and are okay with ourselves is, yeah, a, a lot of it stems from things that happened in the past. And you know what? They might even made peace with. They might even be encounters or things that have happened to you and have had this adverse uh, effect on you, but you've actually forgotten the the moment of impact. Yeah, and you mm. just carried you carry the scar, the emotion yeah, of you, it. Yeah, you carry the trauma of it, but you actually forget the whole source of it, like yeah. where, where where it came from. Yeah, uh, I remember. I've got a little black book. Oh, I writing all down the names. That's and hot moments. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. What else do you document? <laughs> oh. But yeah, it's um I think I think everyone's like everyone's thirties they they unpack a lot of that stuff. Yeah. And learn. I'm I'm a bit of a late bloomer. Like I feel like I'm like you like you always feel like you're playing catch up. Yeah. I've I've always felt like I'm playing catch up, like relationship wise, financially, work wise, you always I've always felt like I'm late to things, but the, the the one thing though that I am proud about is that when I eventually do do it, it's done with passion and I go all in. Yeah, and try and do do it the right way. But I don't know. I think the I don't want to become more fearful, and it's easy to become fearful. You know, and some of it. Yeah, you need that, <laughs> and some of it you just need to go fuck it. Let's just exactly. Yeah, let's yeah, just do it. Let's just have the discipline to start it mm-hmm. and and just carry on with it. Commit to whatever it is, and yeah. and also because that is. Yeah, okay. I was going to say that's exactly how I feel about doing my taxes right now. <laughs> I want to wait till I'm ready to do it until I can get it right. And do you know what? <laughs> Look, dude, take it from me. Just get an accountant. Get them to do it. I know. It. Yeah, I keep thinking that. Pay the 200 bucks. Like, it's so worth it. Yeah, but see, my tax will probably be 200 bucks. So then I'll just take all of my tax return and give it to them and I get nothing. So. <laughs> but then it's a, it's a tax write-off the next year. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Let's not talk about tax cuz uh <laughs> Yeah, it's okay. I mean like being a late bloomer is fine. I think it's never too late to to get back into things. No. You know, things happen in, in cycles. You, you can you, that's the beauty of it. You can you can start over. Yeah, anytime it, you want. It start, you know, it 
it sucks to it's it's a little bit hard to talk about it because it seems really like it's almost a bit passe like when you say it's like you know every new day is different it's like yeah well that's fucking great but you know i've, I've got clinical depression it doesn't work that way dickhead yeah. you know so you, everyone needs to find their own their own rhythm and and their own way but i think are we still talking about doing my taxes here? Because like, okay, <laughs> yeah, exactly yeah. what I'm feeling. <laughs> I would love to not do your taxes. <laughs> yeah, it's funny. It's, it's growing up, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. But um, I, always, I always wonder, like, if it feels like time has. Well, it, obviously, people think well, time has passed. A lot of time has passed since, like, we've all first knew each other. But it also feels like time hasn't passed. No, I, th- no? I think certain people. Uh, timeless in your life like I know some people that I see him literally in like five year gaps and each time we meet it's the same it's like me and you yeah <laughs> yeah but that, that, that was one thing I wanted to say before we wrap up is that let's not I'm trying to be more consistent with catching up with people and stuff like yeah. that because I've been in the hole for I'll admit you know that's it's hard for me to admit but I have been in the hole for three years and I feel like I haven't been there as much for certain people, you know. I deleted Facebook. I got off all that stuff. I, I feel like I'm, I'm a bit untethered. I'm on the outside a bit. But I want to come back in and like. That's good. I don't know. Do you want to? <laughs> well, that's, that's a good. That's Look, a good question. Just like playing it, devil's advocate as mm. someone that hasn't unplugged from Facebook. Yeah. Uh, only you know, like by sheer necessity of being in bands and stuff and needing to oh, no, promote no, no, stuff. No, 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 not the Facebook part, but I mean the the staying in touch part. Oh, yeah. That's what I want but to get But can that be done outside of Facebook these it days? It can. I think it can. Yeah. I think it can. And I, I've had if a... The effort, if the effort is made. Exactly. If you make the effort, then the cool people will, yeah. you know, hit you back up. And it is weird. I think yeah. like that sometimes, like... Why don't I hang out with these fucking awesome people that I have as friends? Yeah. It's like, oh, you know, well, it's, a, you know... I'm, a weeknight or whatever. I mean, a lot of time I'm actually just, yeah. I'm working on like Friday, Saturdays and Sundays and jamming mm. and also that, that shit. And then it's like in the school nights, it's like, yeah, I'll just stay inside. Yeah, it, it really does feel like you two used to date like 10 years ago and you're just catching up again. Like, <laughs> can we make this work again? Can, can we, we make it work? <laughs> what do you think, folks? Have we got what it takes? <laughs> I think yeah. it's an important thing. I don't know whether it's the COVID thing or, or getting older, but yeah, I, I want to. Both. Catch up with mm-hmm. people more. I reckon it's both of those I want, things. I know. I just want to be there more, I think, because fuck all happens when you just sit at home, you know, as comfortable as I got, you know. And I think I kind of needed that anyway. Yeah. That break away from music because I was living, I've said this before, living one identity for too long where I was like, mm-hmm. I just play drums in the band. That's all I do. And yeah. It kind of, I think it stunted my growth a lot as a person. And now I'm finally like getting out and learning how to be a, you know, a real boy. You got to hustle, man. I know. I know. I'm going to get back into it. But um, Good. Do it. Leave it. Go. Let's I don't do it. want any part of it. <laughs> Johnny's Leave over me it. alone. <laughs> hey, before you close out, yeah. before you close yeah. me out the music. Yeah. Speaking of holes, so yeah. got a uh, video clip called Sorotar coming out. Okay. Yeah, yep. yeah, yeah. So it's almost, it's almost done. Okay. That song is literally about depression <laughs> and okay. what we're talking about. So check it out once it's out. Oh, hell yeah. Um. Do you have anything else you want to plug? Any socials? Anything? Yep, yep. Um, uh, anything, Ale- any shows coming up as well? AlexCanyon.com. Uh, you can see all the things I've done, voiceovers, all the things that I've tried to do to hustle yep. in this crazy thing that we call life. <laughs> um, um, your show um, has been re- rescheduled? Yeah. Yes. Yep. Yep. Yeah, the Void, the, the, you know what? 
I'm not even going to say the date. Don't worry about it. It's in August. I think it's August 20. Oh, yes. Yeah. Cool, cool. It's cool. August 20. Um, we're also going to be doing an online show. I think September 5 is the- Like uh, a live stream? Premiere date for that. Ooh, yeah. Oh, wow. Um, that's going to be a cool- Yeah. Okay. Uh, so that's called like a voyage through time? Voyage through time. Sep- yep. September 5th. Um, that will be live streamed uh, through your website? Yeah. Yeah. So through the power of the internet yeah. in some way- Nice shape or form. <laughs> That's uh, amazing. Yeah, and the this the so my debut EP will be called a Birthmark, and that'll be available in the next couple of months, I reckon. That's amazing. Yeah. Um, yeah. Thank you so much for coming and giving. Thanks us for your having time. me. This is really yeah, fun. This has been really fun. It's been like a therapy session plus yeah. a reunion. Sorry, everyone. All of that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, let's let's make it a thing. Yeah, we have an hey, open door policy. Always come back. Has anyone ever been on more than three times? Yeah, I think we've had Fuck. four or yeah. five time people. So okay. Well, I'll have to come back. Hey, but Alex, <laughs> you, you did get the, uh, the cherry pop, so. I'm very gracious, yeah. but also extremely competitive. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. Thank you, Alex. Cheers, guys. Thank, Thank you. you. Cheers. Cheers, everyone. Cheers. Cheers.